shoot. K-Shed Uncuffed has taken it to a higher level. Um, you know what? A lot of times my my subject matters are are deep and kind of like a, they, they grab you. They're raw topics and stuff. You can kind of tell my, my 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 podcast is catching some attention out there because sometimes when I'll reach out to somebody, hey, uh, can I get a comment on something? There's I ain't I'm not going there because because the way the world is, it's just there's a lot going on. And the the great thing about having your own podcast is you can kind of like change up the tone and all that stuff. So. I have a guest on our show today who goes goes back to the days of college for me. He's a guy who made one heck of an impression. He was my college quarterback at the University of Northern Iowa, and he holds the esteemed distinction of uh, keeping Kurt Warner on the bench for three-plus years while he was out there regulating things as a field general for the Northern Iowa Panthers. And right now, Mr. Jay Johnson is on our show and he's currently holds the position of offensive coordinator at the University of Michigan or Michigan State University, sorry. And that's what this podcast is gonna be called, Go Green. Because not only is green my favorite color, um, my, one of my good, good friends, Jay Johnson is the offensive coordinator there, but my nephew plays uh, cornerback for Michigan State Spartans. And uh, Jay, uh, thank you for coming on our show and thank you for taking such great care of my nephew. Um, how you doing? Great, Kenny. Thanks. Thanks for having me. It's certainly a pleasure and an honor to be reconnected with you from years past. And uh, when, when, when your nephew walked in the door at Michigan State and, and I realized the connection, it was a pretty awesome experience. So it's glad to, glad to rekindle things and get together today. Oh, that was awesome because when you, when they they came up on campus and they and you guys were talking, I was sleeping. I can't remember. It was like early morning. And that was the best wake-up call ever, getting a FaceTime with you, that awesome face. By the way, Jay looks exactly the same as he did in college. I don't know uh, what type of fun of youth he's located, but I'm going to find it too. So, um, But it was a great wake-up call. I, I, I look up, uh, my daughter runs in like, hey, uh, somebody wants to say hi. And it was, it, it was Jay. And then my nephew's in the background, my, my uh, brother-in-law and my sister. And they just the, just the energy level was so booming that day as, as that was when uh, Dylan was being recruited by Michigan State. So, and, and from that point on, I was back reconnected with Jay. So, man, um, how's everything going? You guys uh, looking forward to this year? You guys doing some uh, off-season training now? Yeah, absolutely. You know, kind of, uh, kind of where we're at with our things in, in the college football world. The guys uh, just finished up the semester, so finished up the spring semester um, uh, this past week, and now they'll have a few weeks, uh, kind of on their own, kind of discretionary time, as it's called in our world. And then uh, basically that uh, week after Memorial Day weekend, we'll crank up the off season then, and then uh, get going with the strength and conditioning aspect, and that building up to when camp starts right around, probably around that first week of August, August first. So. Yeah, it's a, it's a good time. Good for the guys to get away. And we're heavily involved in recruiting all over the country. The coaches are as we speak. That will kind of go the re remainder of this month. So we're traveling everywhere, uh, seeing seeing young kids and kind of working on what's next for the program as far as student athletes. But yeah, it's a good time. Guys can get away, kind of get recharged. And then, and then we'll crank back everything up officially there that uh, that, that week after, weekend after Memorial Day. Wow, that is fantastic. How are you guys liking um, this upcoming season? You've uh, big, big plans, uh, competing. You know, just the, the bravado that I've always known for Michigan State to have is just unwavering. You know, uh, maybe last year 
probably didn't go the way you guys liked or whatever, but it sounds like this year you're going to uh, write some things and stuff. So it's always been a pleasure to watch uh, Michigan State play football. Yeah, I, I think we're in that world. You know, we, um, we we struggled a little bit last year and, and need to perform better at a higher level. And I, I think our entire program knows that and expects that. And so that's obviously as you build your things and, and progress into the future, that's what you're building upon, you know. And so it's exciting. I, I guess the biggest piece for me is, you know, if you kind of look like back to the spring of, of 22 compared to the spring of 23 as we, we kind of culminate to spring ball just felt like we were in a completely different place for the better you know with number of players and, and different things is, is what we were able to get accomplished in spring ball and I think it really really is springboarding us in, in a good momentum space to to see what's next and, and get cranked up in the summer so yeah you know huge expectations you know our league is is such a phenomenal league you know with the guys we get to play each and every week it's the it's the best for the best and so you know which is a huge challenge and a huge undertaking but we all know that when we signed up and, and we're all comfortable with it in the room and we're excited for it and can't wait to get back to work and get the, get the fall season going. But really the season, really talk the season, Kenny, it really started back in January. You know, that that's when it really starts if you really want to look at the grand picture of things. And and it's really just been a, a positive, positive progression as we go through it all. And now, now we're just in a little bit of, of the summer phase as we build into fall camp. Cool. You're from um, Minnesota. You're still, Correct. yeah. Um, what's the name of your city? Is it Rochester? No, I was a little more north of Rochester, just south of the Twin Cities. I grew up in Lakeville, Minnesota, about 30 minutes south of Minneapolis. Lakeville is where I grew up. You know, at that, at that time, it was a very rural community, rather small. I mean, we lived out on a couple acres uh, near the cornfields, that type of deal. But now Lakeville has really kind of boomed and it's a very growing kind of major suburbia area of Minneapolis. So, uh, but yeah, that's where I grew up. It's about to get to Northern Iowa where you and I connect. It's about three hours, a little over three hours. Okay. So, so it was a nice little, nice little connection there. Okay. So, so um, how long obviously you played uh, football in, in high school? Uh, were you the starter? What was your, you know, when did you start learning that that, hey, I can play this football game um, and, and take it to the next college level, you know? Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting. I don't know if you ever truly know the answer to that, but since uh, my dad was was a high, was a teacher and coach for years. Okay. And so my dad, because of him maybe coaching back at that time, I didn't play like Pop Warner or whatever you want to call it, football. Uh, he wouldn't let me play until I got into junior high. Oh, wow. So, um, so I really did not start playing. I think I think maybe seventh grade year was my first year I played because he didn't he, he wanted me to be involved in the school system and that program and, and because he knew the program and knew what it all entailed. So yeah. I kind of started then. I ended up playing as my as a freshman. I ended up playing because there was an injury to the starter, an unfortunate injury. So I started like the last game, I think, which, which was in the final eight of, of the playoffs for the state championship. And then I was fortunate to start for three years. Wow. And um, you know, it was a pretty neat experience. You know, my dad was one of the assistant coaches, which was a, pre a really very unique situation. Um, but but I wouldn't trade it for the world. But it, it was awesome. And then obviously we had a good run. We had a good program. And and then we you know was fortunate to be surrounded by good players, just like I was at Northern Iowa. And we we, we won our fair share of games. And and then I had a chance to get recruited a little bit and ended up in Northern Iowa. Oh, that's fantastic. So what was your mascot in high school? Same as the UNI Panthers. We Come were on. Yeah. Oh, that's what I'm saying. My. The stars were aligning. I guess so. <laughs> yeah. I did not know that. I really did not know that. Uh, that's that's fantastic. Yeah, it, it kind of, I don't know if that played a factor in you choosing Northern Iowa. Or... Probably not, but it was a good coincidence. 
<laughs> All the things I'm learning about this guy. So uh, one thing about Jay, I, it was a fantastic, uh, you know, uh, interactions. All every interaction I had with them uh, at Northern Iowa was, was fantastic. He had this uh, uncanny ability to be, and don't don't shut me off on this one. You had this uncanny ability to be the coolest cat in the room, wherever we were, whether we were in the meeting rooms for the football whether we were out and about and, you know, walking the classes and stuff like that, you know, I mean, uh, just, you were well-respected wherever you went. And I, that was a, a testament because uh, you took over the team uh, after Ken Macklin, uh, I think, uh, graduated, but you took over the, the team at Northern Iowa and you just, you didn't give up that starting position for three years, even though you had Kurt Warner just on your heels you could do you still yeah. ask about that how did you do that or how well i the only reason i was able to do that was because i could throw the ball to guys like you oh you know at the end of the day i mean that's really true i was surrounded by a bunch of bunch of good players as you know we had very good teams at northern iowa that's true and uh you know really if you look at some of the guys we had a chance to play with it's really really quite phenomenal yeah. And, you know, and at the end of the day, because of all the guys together and collectively how we approach things, we won a bunch of games. And I was very fortunate to be in that role and, and basically not screw it up, uh -huh. you know, and that that's really what kind of put us in place. And, and you know, and yeah, I get I get asked questions about Kurt all the time. And Kurt and I are, are still connected and, and stay in touch and really enjoyed him. I mean, he's helped me out a ton in, in this profession. And, uh, you know, I always say, well, you know, I say, I said, well, yeah, Kurt's uh, on a little bit different level, and I'm, I'm merely a trivia question. <laughs> so <laughs> that, that's my response to that because he's, uh, shoot, he's a Hall of Famer, and uh, you know, has done just some unbelievable, awesome things, and. And I'm the trivia question guy, which is good. You gotta have a trivia question guy there too. So that, that's kind of my take on it. That was that was well said. That was perfectly said. So, um, and I'm gonna come back to our 99 yard connection here in a in a second. But you know, I wanted to spend a moment with uh, Jay because I I just uh, I had the fortunately let him know that one of our uh, close uh, teammates, uh, Mr. Tank Corner, um, passed away last week. And for, I, I apologize throwing that to any of the listeners who knew Tank and followed Northern Iowa football. And um, for me to be the one to have to break that news, but uh, my sister let me know uh, that he passed away last last week after a, a kind of like a sudden fight uh, bout with uh, pneumonia. So uh, Jay and I wanted to take a moment, uh, just a moment of silence. Uh, Jay, did you want to say anything about him just right quick? Yeah, we'll... you know, obviously my regards go out to, to Tank and his family and obviously left us too early, but I, I'm certain he's in a peaceful place. I certainly is and, and certainly pay our respects to he and his family. Sounds good, brother. We miss you, Tank. Um, you know, that's what's so, something about Northern Iowa just is like, I'm in contact with, with Javier Pena uh, you may remember Hav. Um, Hav, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, J uh, Jay was a year older than me, so um, uh, he was uh, surrounded with like uh, studs like Chris Nuss and those guys. Uh, uh, do you still keep in contact with Chris and those guys too? Absolutely, we do. Yeah, so Chris and, and and his family and Rob McComas and, and a yeah, bunch of the Rob. guys. Wayne well, Peterson, Blackjack, obviously. You know, Chris Kleiman, you know, the head coach of Kansas State and Courtney Messingham, a bunch of guys that uh, through the Northern Iowa that we're, we're still all very well connected. So, guys, uh, Chris Kleiman is, uh, is, is he, he was a silent killer out there on the on the football field, on the defensive side for Northern Iowa. And he's done the same thing. Um, it, it, what is it? It's still the Big 12, right? I, I believe now. Yeah. Yes, sir. Correct. Okay, yeah, so 
So he's steadily bringing his team, Kansas State uh, Wildcats, into the, the the playoff national title picture. And I saw that coming from from way back because Chris Kleiman has that uh, Panther uh, fight in him too. And, you know, it, it just, it goes deep. And it's just the personality that comes with the, with the program that we were, that we got a chance to uh, learn from at Northern Iowa. And um, I'm talking to one of the, I believe is going to be one of the next big head coaches names here too. Mr. J, are you, are those in your future plans? Yeah. You know, I've, I've always, I've always thought of that, envisioned that I think Kenny, um, you know, it's, it's uh it's interesting, you know, those, those jobs are, are, are very difficult to come by and, and challenging. And, and like a lot of times, I think in, in our spaces, whatever space you might be in, in your business world, personal world, a lot of times is being at the right place at the right time, but obviously you need to position yourself to be in that spot. And so, yeah, you know, if that opportunity presents itself and, and, and it's right where we can continue to impact young people, I'd be definitely, definitely excited about it and see if, see if that could be an endeavor I could take on. Absolutely. Oh man, I'll, I'll be I'll be rooting for you, and those are gonna be some great days. But obviously, business first at Michigan State. You know, one one of the things that I that that I remember about uh, uh, Jay was his ability to to deliver these perfect passes. So we have a connection, and we're actually in the record books at in the, in the NCAA for the longest touchdown reception uh, league wise. And I remember that day because we were playing against Oklahoma State, and and, and if you watch the video clip, which I'm going to include that video clip um, on our link when when I post the show, Jay is like a half millimeter away from stepping out of bounds. So something in his sensor, he said, "Oh, wait, wait, uh, let me watch where I put my foot." Yeah, that was <laughs> close. So Dang near a safety compared to a 99 yarder. <laughs> I know. Yeah, way too close. <laughs> he put that ball right on the money. That was the, the the epitome of the the perfect bomb throw. Hit me in stride, and it was just thing of beauty. And I don't know if you knew this. Uh, it went for ninety nine yards against uh, against those guys. We ended up losing the game, but that was a that was a highlight because if you watch the video, uh, our fans are we had we travel well for for a smaller school in the state of Iowa, but if you watch that video. From a wide angle, you see the the stands are just massive and they're packed with uh, Oklahoma State fans, obviously. But there's a small corner up in the right way up there of our parents and fans that travel down and they're just going nuts on that play, Jay. It was beautiful, brother. Yeah, that was that was a, a great memory. Yeah, we it was. I mean, it was post route, right? Post yeah. Out over the top, cover four safety and safety fit bit down on number two. And luckily, I didn't step out of the back of the end zone. The O line gave us a few extra moments to get it out, and I throw it early enough so I could catch you because with your speed I had to get the thing out of my hand fast oh, okay. otherwise you you would outrun my arm so, uh, <laughs> no it was awesome that was, that was a, a great memory I want to apologize to you, brother, because I, I only gave you a one-dimensional uh, set of hands, man. If I learned very quickly as I progressed from college and then went up to the, the pro pro ranks, I learned very quickly that if you don't know how to run a dig route or a comeback <laughs> route, your days yeah. are numbered, brother. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, that's uh, that's all good. It's all good. We all got to continue to grow. So no, but that that's true. We got to be able to do them all. 
Yeah. yeah. And, and and I'm sure, you know, I mean, you have the connection with your quarterbacks and your receivers and stuff like that. But those little details, I'm quite sure that you're hammering with these guys at your practices, that that the timing of your routes, all that stuff, the little things. I mean, especially your, your, your Michigan State Big Ten Conference School. Man, that's legit uh, competition, right? Yeah, absolutely. No, the, the details of, of your craft become uh, really have to become at a, to an elevated level, you know, and you have to be able to to, to be exact to a certain extent because you know the more you grow and the more you go against some of the competition we play i mean that that little tick that matters and and if and it, you know because the separation the windows are much tighter they're much there's not as much space because of the of the the, the talented folks you're playing against and so that's where you know if it's if it needs to be a 12-yard route it's got to be 12 yards quarterback you got to get that thing coming out of your hand right because if you're off a little bit then that that could lend itself to a, a completion versus incompletion you know and and those little things are so critical against the teams we play to execute at that level so yeah i felt even this spring we were very detailed and focused on on those you you would call them small things but at the end of the day they're so big and you yeah. can't go past the little things to really lock into to that so yeah it, it very very instrumental what you do is like anything is the details wow yeah and that's one thing I've always known about you. Uh, I, I I don't ever remember you like like losing your cool in the game or in the huddle or yelling at a player or anything like that. You just had this confident glance that you'd give everybody. Hey, let's get it next time. Um, let's keep the machine going. And people feed off that stuff. So I, I've always believed that um, that your football team can only really kind of go as far as your team leaders stuff. So uh, that that's dear to me. So that's why I, I have such a connection with the, the with the guys who I played with because we had some great team leaders. And and people have to understand how important those roles are. Is is the little things matter? And I can admit it. Like you said, growing growing up and all that stuff. I mean, growing out of the the things. That's one thing I. I can't admit that I messed up on in college was not paying attention to the little things. So if I had to do it all over again, I would have learned route running on a level like say Jerry Rice out of state after practice and, and run routes to to my shoes started doing holes at the bottom and all that stuff. You know, and and so as I'm getting more into coaching now, that's those are the things I'm going to start uh, bringing up and uh, teaching the kids who I'm uh, teaching as a receiver coach. So right, yeah, yeah. awesome. Yeah. So um, when you went when you left Northern Iowa, where did you go from there? Because I because I, I I know you either went to uh, coach at Texas and all that too. Yeah. So I when I left you and I um, I kind of had it thought out before I went. Yeah. Because if you remember we. We lost in the semis, I think, that year to Youngstown. Yeah, um, at I do our place. Yeah, yeah and, and so and that was in like December or whatever for, yeah. for the you know now it's FCS, but back then the one double A playoffs. And then so I already had set up the spring break before I went around the country and kind of toured the country and looking at graduate schools, and, and I went to you know four or five I can't remember exact number of schools and. And my interest at that time was to get into um, exercise physiology and didn't really know where that would take me, what, what would happen on those realms, but kind of had it all set up. So when we, I graduated right there in December uh, from UNI of, uh, what would that have been, 92, uh, yeah. December of 92. And then, and then right away in January, I, I was already off to grad school. Oh, so wow. I rolled right away. I went to the University of Missouri in Columbia oh, and, wow. and, and uh, basically started there with a TA ship. So I was really you know, coach, excuse me, teaching classes and kind of health and exercise science department and, and then started to work on my master's. So 
that's what happened there. And then it was kind of interesting that first spring, shoot, I all of a sudden found myself, I remember vividly to this day, it was a rainy day, I had an umbrella and I was sitting out there in Columbia, Missouri and Mizzou was having their spring practice. And they just kind of hung out on the sideline. I was watching it because like I was, that's what I was used to doing, right? We, that's all we've done is, you know, you got spring ball and and so I was like, man, and then I, then I ended up going in and, and they were kind enough, uh, at the time it was Dirk Cutter, who was, has been a lot of, a lot of places, head football coach in the NFL to college and, and really has had quite a storied career. And I said, Hey coach, you know, I, is that all right if I just hang out and try to learn and grow? And he was kind enough to let me do it. And so that kind of started it. And then when I was there, then I actually got involved with the local high school and, and did some coaching there while I was getting that. And then, and then, you know, I initially thought I was going to go on and probably get my PhD in exercise (laughs) science. But then once I got close, I realized, you know, that, that, you know, I, maybe this coaching deal is what I need to do. And so I got my master's. And then since then I've been, I've been in the coaching world and, have been all over the country and all parts unknown and, and it's been really an unbelievable experience <laughs> that is awesome it happened yeah. just like that yeah but you planned it out though it, it's yeah i guess to a certain extent you know once i got there and realized that's what i kind of wanted to do and yeah. jump in you know and i think it probably goes back to you know my dad i mean because i remember when i was a little tyke i would Mm-hmm. I would go with him on the bus to the games and I would be at practice in fall camp. I might be getting the water, being the catching, retrieving the balls. But, you know, I was just around it, I think, growing up so much with my dad and my dad being a high school coach that, you know, maybe it was just part of me and something I wanted to continue through him. And so I kind of think at the end of the day, that's why I, I you know, the good Lord took me down that path a little bit. And, and so, yeah, it's it's been uh, been, a, been an unbelievable experience, plenty of ups and downs. But, you know, all great growing experiences and, and things that I wouldn't change. Wow. You know, I mean, it sounds like a dad, you know, parents did a fantastic job guiding you along. That's so important. Very true. Yeah, I was blessed with, with mom and dad and, and the opportunities they gave me, the support they showed me, the challenges they challenged me to. It was all good and they helped me grow and, and figure it out. Do you go, have you been back to Northern Iowa in a while? You know, I, it's been, um, it's been some time. I was able to go, I mean, quite a few years ago, I went back to a playoff game, I think. Oh, really? Can't, but now this is probably, I don't know, it's been a long time oh, okay. that I've been back. I can't remember when that would have been. It's probably 10, I don't know how many years ago it was. It's been a long time. I mean, I still stay in touch with a lot of folks there, you know, and obviously a lot of our teammates and such. But as far as physically being back, it's been quite some time since I've been back. Yeah, uh, so I've been in contact with uh, some of their athletic directors and all that stuff. And some of the, they have major plans on like how they're going to expand this, the dome, the Unidome. Right. And uh, create other like uh, meeting rooms, which they I think they already have finished. So the, yep. P- the PEC, as I remember it, has, is gone. It's like yeah, I know. I think it's a completely different deal. I hear Isn't it's it crazy? Yeah, it's it's good stuff. I mean, it's a good place. I mean, really good spot. So yeah, and they've done some some things. I think to try to continue to grow and build it, which is great. Well, I I my preference though is that it stayed that cute like little campus where yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And I was going to tell you that that reminded me because I can't remember the name of the road that which, I don't think it had the catwalk at that time, but you walk across it to get to the yep. PC from the domes. And that day after our uh, uh, our famous 99 yard connection. Uh, so I'm walking across that road and all of a sudden I hear this. Uh, I hear that I'm being funny because it was kind of a funny scene, but I'm also a movie maker, too. So I can if I, I if I can relive that moment, it was just like this. I'm a black kid, 
you know, just just walking across the this uh, road that's the uh, highway um, that's pretty busy. But so you have to time it up right and all that stuff. And so I think I was caught a little bit slipping. And so here comes this pickup truck and there's loud country music coming from this pickup truck as it gets closer and closer. And it's it, I don't think they see me. So I'm like trying to dodge these things, this, this truck. So it gets closer. And then finally they see me and they kind of swerve out of the way. And then I kind of like, whoa, okay, they keep going. They see me stop and back up. <laughs> and I'm really? like, yeah. I'm like, I'm thinking about, okay, I'm about to drop this backpack here and take off running uh, back the other way because these guys are coming for me. Jay, listen what happened. They pull up. Kenny Shed, 99 yard touchdown reception. <laughs> yeah. New school record. Yeah, you and I. You and I. You That's and I. That's awesome. And then they zip off. And I'm like, holy smokes. Is that's that, that's that, I never that, knew that story. That's oh my goodness. So North Iowa is full of real people, and you know I I love the fact that you're back in the Midwest. Uh, I, you know I mean I know it's been a long road uh, to, right. to get to where you are right now. Um, but uh, but I don't think you would have it any other way. There's no real way that you can learn all yeah. the how to hang in there with stuff. Without yeah, it. you know absolutely. I think you know uh, life kind of brings you different 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 paths to take and 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 they've all been if i think if you approach it the right way it's like a new season a new venture and and it's a great learning learning opportunity you know and i think you know by going all the different spots at all the different levels with all the different people it's really really i think prepared me to to be in be in the spot i'm in and and you know just to you know experience it's it's hard to to, to not be able to do this job without the experiences i've had in the past and so that's been very very influential for me and you know what's what also has been truly amazing moving's hard and all this and that you know for your family and, and those types of things but man we've seen some unbelievable places in this country places you never ever thought growing up in the midwest you'd ever be really? and, and it's just you you find that there's really just a lot of unique people great places great people and, and it's really been rewarding from that um you know play all the places we've been north south east west i mean it's really been a really been a neat experience well, so, and that's what's so meaningful about what, what you just said. Um, you know, the, the name of my podcast, I always got to bring it out there. The name of my podcast is K-Shed Uncuffed because at one point I was a police officer. So everybody knows that as a police officer, that you, you're kind of like uh, restricted from kind of speaking your mind. Uh, you don't really have rights. So if someone comes right. up next to you and calls you the N-word or whatever, and then they drive off, mm -hmm. you can't like chase them down and start doing anything because mm -hmm. it just doesn't work like that. You can complain about it, but if you do yell at these people and that's all they did, it's freedom of speech, you know? Right. So it could easily come back to bite you and all of a sudden you're on the news and stuff and you've lost your job. So it's a, it's, the pressure is enormous when it comes to that. So once I retired like a year ago, I can now speak and talk more. It's the name uncuffed and stuff. So. You know, I, I like the abilities to be able to bring on guests like yourself because obviously you're a you know a white guy who grew up in a small rural town, like you said. But never once did I ever see you uncomfortable or have any inability to associate or talk or BS or hang with any of the brothers on the team or anybody else from any other color or any other place. And that to me was fantastic. You know the. We had some really solid guys with some great personalities, and um, it's just a it's it's what's going to power this 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 generation moving forward. So I thank you for everything you do. 
Well, I um, appreciate that greatly. I mean, a lot, a lot of good people in this world, you know, and you can learn from so many people in so many different environments. And that's, you know, I, I think you, you as any of us, as, as we approach things, you have to be able to kind of understand the environment and, and, you know, can you maybe go talk to the rural farmer and then at the next breath, can you go in the inner city and, and people talk with people that live in the city? You, you know, and, and, and because you're going to you're going to be at some point one way or another, you know, you'll, you'll have contact with those folks. And, and, you know, we all we all have different backgrounds and different upbringings. And I think it's important that we all remember that and respect that. And yeah. so, yeah, it's it's been a, a great learning experience for me. Awesome, brother. Um, we're about to wrap up, uh, but I want to put you on a spot real quickly. So um, in regards to that, how do, I don't know if you follow the A's. You know, you probably didn't, you know, I mean, who's your baseball team out that way? Twins. The Twins? That's right. Yeah, but, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Well, so picture your Twins world famous uh, 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 game announcer, right? Who's been doing it for 30 plus years for your Twins. So um, (laughs) he makes a, he does a story because uh, the week prior they visited uh, some old, uh, which would be Negro League, uh, baseball museum, I guess, right? So he goes on live uh, game feed commentary and he wants to talk about that. Instead of saying Negro League, he says the real authentic N word. And it's a slip of the tongue. Right. How does stuff like that happen? And what can he do to save his his job? Because they've placed, this is actually, I mean, this is our A's commentator, Mel Kuyper, who's been one of our favorite announcers with the team. I'm a huge A's fan and stuff. And so sure. up today I, I read that news and he's they, he's been suspended and he's just in a bad place right now. I mean, how how do we help him? What, how does he help himself, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a, that's a challenging piece of where we're at, you know, currently with, with the things and that. And unfortunately, you have to be very, very cognizant of of you know your speech and, and what you say because I, I don't think and and which is probably rightfully so that you know there's situations where um, people are going to to be able to move on from that which is understandable you know which is understandable and it's unfortunate but that's uh, that's the way that's the way uh, you know kind of situations are and so it's an unfortunate deal for him and and I hope that you know hopefully he can come out uh, okay with the deal and and maybe understand what he was truly trying to say and hopefully people will listen and, and see if people can able be able to move on. Yeah, because people should know, and this is me talking to the listeners, uh, people should know that um, when someone says that word, it's very obvious that w- why they're saying it and they mean it. Now, this is a particular slip of the tongue and um, you know, I think we as a society have to start distinguishing that and not tear down people who made an honest mistake, you know. So I'm with you, Jay. I, I wish him the best because, uh, you know, mistakes happen. And, and me as a black male, I mean, we can't have it both ways now. If we're going to be running around saying the words here and there and, and putting it in our songs and stuff and and getting mad when people of a different race say it exactly how you said it, we can't have it both ways. So. Um, thank you for taking a moment to answer that question and all that stuff. I mean, it's case you had uncuffed. I had to put you on the spot. I hear you. I hear you, you Very well. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but in closing, um, is there anything you want to say to our, our listeners and stuff? Uh, I do plan on coming out there for, for a game, which would be the best game for me to come see. Anyone, anyone, anyone. you're welcome all the time. No, this has been a true pleasure, you know, and I think, uh, what, what's neat about today is just how, 
you know, if you look back to years ago when we're there at Northern Iowa and, and now here you are with, with podcasts and different things and serving, serve, served our, our country in the, in the police capacity. And, and, and it's amazing now that we can reconnect and kind of rehash things and kind of share our experiences to help us grow and maybe hopefully help others grow. So I'm, I'm, I'm blessed to be able to reconnect with you and be able to enjoy this time together today. Thank you, brother. We'll be, let's, we'll be seeing each other real soon. And uh, thank you for uh, joining us. And uh, I wish you the best of luck um, this upcoming season. And tell my nephew, I said, what's up? And slap on the back of the head too, if you'd like. I will. I'll get after Dylan. <laughs> yeah. I'll get after him. All right, Jay. You take care, brother. All right. Thanks, Kenny. My man, Jay Johnson, everybody. A fantastic soul. You know, him and I spoke a little bit earlier and I asked him about uh, that uh, situation that went down last year with the, the fight in the tunnel against uh, uh, the Michigan football players. And, um, you know, you can tell that he was, uh, uh, you know, upset but wanted to move on. Uh, you know, it was an unfortunate situation uh, that he said, um, but there was more to the situation than what was made public. But he admitted that it's, it's in the past and they need, need to move on. Uh, spoken like a true pro um, who's uh, handling the situation in uh, Michigan State with the offensive coordinator duties like a like a champ. And I wish him, again, the best of luck moving forward and um, can't wait to see what the, the, the gangrene has in store for everybody this upcoming year. So uh, I'm going to wrap things up here. Uh, K-Shed Uncuffed Episode 18, Go Green is a wrap. And with that, K-Shed. Out.